Hey guys, it's Sammy and Robbie back again to tell you about another upcoming con. And we're super excited about this one. Mm-hmm. It's another Indiana one. This one is Pop Con, Indie Pop Con to be exact. And it's going to be in Indianapolis, again at the Convention Center. Indiana Convention Center. Right in downtown Indianapolis. And Robbie will be there April 26th through the 28th. Yes. We were just at the Indiana Comic-Con, so if you missed us, Mm -hmm. you get a chance to meet us again Mm -hmm. at PopCon. Yes. Well, at least Robbie. At least me. Ashley will be there. Oh, yeah. Ashley will be there. That's an exciting thing. Ashley will be there, so you get to meet a lot of us on the network. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, two-thirds. Two-thirds of it, yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, if you're coming to the show, please stop by the Limitless Broadcasting booth. Mm -hmm. We're always excited to see you. All right. Oh, my God. Well, I guess we'll see you guys at the show. Bye. Bye. You're listening to the Limitless Broadcasting Network. Your whole life can change in an instant. About 50 million adults in the United States have chronic pain. And because of a car accident, Robbie is one of them. In their marriage vows, Robbie and Sammy promise to stand by one another and provide strength when needed. And lately, they've been facing some of their biggest challenges. Join them as they share the ups and downs of living with chronic pain. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Painful Truth of Living with Chronic Pain podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Sammy. And I'm Robbie. And thank you for hanging in with us. As you know, sometimes there's little ebbs and flows with us getting these episodes out. But we do have some fun stuff planned coming up, including a return guest soon. Yep. Yeah. Teaser right there. But yeah, today we're going to be doing an episode looking at another show that came out somewhat recently about the Sackler family. Okay. And seeing how that compares to the original one that was on Hulu called Dope Sick. So we shall see. And is there anything you wanted to shout out before we get dived in? Um, definitely. We have a newsletter. It's called Limitless Newsletter. Please mm-hmm. subscribe to that. Um, some t- if you want to know what's going on in Hollywood, I value myself of being in the know. I do a lot of research on what's going on in Hollywood, Certainly. media, movies. I'm your go-to guy. It's Limitless Newsletter. Mm -hmm. It's a paid newsletter, but there is also a free version of it. There's free articles, so go check that out. I just just published one about Miramax winning the Halloween rights to the franchise. Mm -hmm. So congratulations to them. So go check that out. It's Mm -hmm. LimitlessNewsletter.com. But yeah, that's about it. And well, we had a new show that just dropped recently, The Partner Complex. First episode is out now if you want to go check that out. Robbie and Marvin break down Lethal Weapon. So it's a buddy cops, Mm -hmm. buddy cop movies we do. So go check it out. It's very, very funny and very entertaining. Mm -hmm. So you'll have a lot of fun with that. And we just finished our Spookala convention, horror convention. And there will be a newsletter at Limitless News about that as well. And also a podcast over on You Can't Kill the Boogeyman podcast where 
going to be showcasing some interviews that we got to do during the show and talking about basically all the fun we had. Yeah, we got to it. we got to interview Christy Swanson. Very cool. Original Buffy. Yes. Very cool. Mm-hmm. She's very cool. I did like a 10 minute interview with her. Mm-hmm. Five to 10 minute interview. Yes. Very, very random. Not sure. But yeah, she's popped in there. So yeah, there's a lot of cool interviews with other vendors and people that we've met at the show. Very, very cool. So please definitely go check that out. And then Keep an eye on that podcast because we will very shortly be going to Spooky Empire. That's our next convention, which is right around the, right around the corner. And we're, we're trying to get everything done for that. Yeah, so. trying not to stress out. And for those of you watching on YouTube, you may see we've had Michael Myers hang out in the background with us for a while. He's a very big part of the Boogeyman podcast and at our conventions. And he has a friend now. If you're watching, you can see Ghostface has appeared. So... Just a little shout out for our YouTube watchers, subscribers, so whatever the so, people that watch on the YouTubes and our streaming network, Limitless Broadcasting Network will be live soon on uh, Apple TV and Roku. Very that cool. app will be available pretty soon. So I'm very excited. Very I've cool. went through and licensed a bunch of content mm-hmm. like the Carol Burnett show will be on there. Mm-hmm. So you'll like that. Not to mention, he went out to L.A. and filmed a exclusive. documentary, exclusive footage of the strike that's going on. So, as you know, the writers finally, uh, they, uh, what did they call they it, crossed ratified? The pic- they crossed the picket line and ratified it. Yes. But, but the, the actors- writers, the strike is still going on because of the actors. The yeah. negotiating table actually of today actually left the table. So yeah, actors are still holding out. So. It's day 94 of the strike, I believe, for the okay. actors. Yeah. So. All right. So you ready so, to dive yeah. in now to the Definitely show? subscribe to Limitless Newsletter. So you'll get know. all this information there. Thanks, thanks for acknowledging the And yes, question. now I am. How does it feel when somebody over talks you? I'm just kidding. Like you do to me 90% of, of the, the conversations time. we have. It feels like this. Okay. All the time. Anyway, so now we're going to start the actual show. All right. All right. So today we are talking about a show on Netflix called Painkiller. So I got a summary from IMDb. Uh, It says Painkiller exposes the roots of the most pressing health epidemic in the 21st century. Powerful narcotic painkillers or opioids were once used as drugs of last resort for pain sufferers. But Purdue turned Oxycontin into a billion-dollar blockbuster by launching an unprecedented marketing campaign, claiming that the drug's long-acting formulation made it safer to use than traditional painkillers for many types of pain. That illusion was quickly shattered as drug abusers learned that crushing an Oxy could release its narcotic payload all at once. And even in its prescribed form, Oxy proved to be fiercely addictive. As Oxycontin's use and abuse grew, Purdue concealed what it knew from regulators, doctors, and patients. Yes. So again, we're talking about this one today, but we did a whole series already on Dope Sick and the Sackler family. So we won't be getting like too, too much into that this time on, on this episode. But if you remember, Dope Sick also was focused on the, the opioid epidemic and the Sacklers. So each series focuses on a couple of storylines that cover the complicated piece of the opioid epidemic. But Dope Sick spends most of its time with the investigation. So the U.S. attorneys coming in and investigating what's going on. 
Painkiller is more like focused on the family, the Sackler family and the history and what's going on specifically with Purdue Pharma. So what did you what did you think about that? Like them focusing just on like the investigation with the dope sick with painkiller. The painkiller didn't no painkiller focused more on the family, not the investigation. Okay. Dope sick was the invest. Okay. Remember they had the attorneys. Sometimes I get confused myself. I know trying to keep them straight. And just a couple of quick notes on some of the actors in Painkiller on Netflix. We have Uzu Aduba as Eddie Flowers or Edie Flowers. Matthew Broderick was Richard Sackler. Sam Anderson was, was Raymond Sackler. Clark Gregg was Arthur Sackler. And Wes Duchovny was Shannon, who was the drug rep. Right. Do you know anything about Wes Duchovny? I don't. Do you know who her father is? David Duchovny? The actor? Yeah. Imagine that. Can you imagine? Yes. So just a, a little side note. Since Side note. Yeah. X-Files yeah. and whatnot. I'm big fan of David Duchovny. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Just, just a little shout out to that. So the Painkiller series is based on Barry Meyer's book, Painkiller, An Empire of Deceit and the Origin of America's Opioid Epidemic. And on the New Yorker article, The Family That Built the Empire of Pain by Patrick Raiden Keefe. And I think I looked at all of these when I was doing our series. Yeah, I think you tried to read them. Yeah, I I looked at a lot of this stuff. I have the book and yeah, there's a, a lot of information out there that you guys can go read on your own. But I used a lot of this when we did our series earlier. So the, the show, I have some fun facts about it too, but. What did you think about the overall show? It I was just, a lot different than Dope Sick. I could not get into this show. And of course, I'm obviously very much into this because I think the Sacklers are terrible people. I think what they did with Oxycontin was horrible. I feel bad for anybody who got hooked on it who should not have ever been put on the medication at all. You know, it's one thing to use opioids and pain relievers appropriately, and it's another thing to do what they did, which was just have no regard for anybody's lives and what they were doing to people and lie. Gave it to everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, free you for have all broken for bone. Drugs. Here's some oxycontin. You did not need that. No, no. Yeah, but I could not really get into this, which makes me kind of bummed out because they had some good actors in this. Yeah, know? I'm a big fan of Matthew Broderick, and I just thought yeah. he was weird in this one. Well, Richard Sackler is a strange person, and if you remember back, um, Michael's portrayal in Dope Sick. I think was more true to how Richard Sackler actually is, which like in this series, Richard was a little more like, I don't know, dramatic, I guess. You know? Yeah. And in Dope Sick, he was more subdued and very calm. You know, like you could tell he was a psychopath, but the way he did it, you know, was just with that, that creepy voice, the way he talked. But I think Michael nailed the character. And I don't want to put down Matthew Broderick because it's his interpretation. But right. To me, that portrayal, when I watched, I didn't watch the entire thing, but you can literally see his deposition. Um, what was that in Kentucky? Uh, when he was being, you know, deposed about the whole thing, uh, when the state was suing them. And like, that's the way Michael portrayed him was like, spot on. Yeah, that's how he they sounds. They look alike, too. He's very weird. And yeah, uh, yeah, I think he did a good job in nailing 
the, the, the mannerisms, the ticks, yeah. everything. Whereas Matthew Broderick, I feel like in this series, they took more liberties with what happened behind the scenes, what didn't we see. And, you know, there was like that whole thing where he was hallucinating and talking to Arthur. Yes. And I was not really vibing with that whole thing because I'm like, I don't think a guy like that's going to do this. I don't think so. And I, again, Dopesick kind of, I think, did this a little bit better where they were, you know, showing that Richard is the black sheep of the family and everyone just, you know, didn't really have any regard for him. And, you Made know, all billionaires now. Yeah. But he was trying to prove himself, which is why he wanted to have a drug that would make them so much money because everyone just kind of blew him off. Right. And I think they subtly or whatever, the acting, the storyline, I just think it was better portrayed in Dope Sick than this one, because I think that's what they were trying to say was Richard is the black sheep, you know, no one respects him, whatever. But hallucinations and him trying to prove himself, I was just like, I don't think we needed that a little bit. Is that what did it for you? That's what you want? That's one of the things I didn't care for. Okay. And... I don't know. And then they would show him like in his big mansion walking around by himself and it was like empty. And I don't Isn't know. Isn't he I married? Just... Yeah, he was. I think he was married like three times. Like, I think oh. more than once. Yeah. I mean, when you're at uh, Richard Sackler's level, realistically, who can, who can you have around you? You're not like multiple wives. I don't you know. can't. It's like these celebrities that go to the mm-hmm. the conventions. They're walking around like outside like mm-hmm. they're regular civilians, right? Mm-hmm. They're not. I, I mean, when you get up that to that level of success, who can you actually have around you? Yeah, so I can understand true. why he'd be walking around by himself. Yeah, but I don't know. It just seemed like some of it, it could have been cut or just not written that way. I don't know. It almost seems like they were, I guess, with the the ghost thing and all that, they were trying to make him more sympathetic. And I'm just like, I don't have sympathy for him or I don't want to see him as a sympathetic character because I don't think he is. And it, I don't you think know. that's what like they were trying to, trying to do that? that in. I don't know what they were really trying to do. Trying to make more honestly, sympathy towards him. Yeah, I don't know. I really don't, honestly. What, what do you think? I just it was I felt like it was all over the place. They didn't have like a clear story, a That's clear vibe. True. Yeah. And not I, cohesive. Very much so. And when I was watching it, I was comparing it to Dope Sick in my head. And yeah. Dope Sick had a very fluent, cohesive story. Mm-hmm. They had an agenda. I feel like they planned it out. Apparently, you can tell we're a little bit biased. We're not the only ones who feel in this the, way, in though. this because we like Dope Sick better. Yeah, but we are not alone. But I mean, don't get me wrong. I tried to like this one. It just wasn't cohesive enough. No, and I think that is part of the problem. So Dope Sick was a lot more character driven and storyline driven. And okay, here are the Sacklers and we'll see them and we'll see some of their interactions. And, you know, obviously they suck, whatever. But we also got to see the doctor who was against it and then became addicted. And granted, Michael Keaton's character was not, he was a combination of people. So he's not true, like a true character, you know, right. true to life. He's a combination of some people, but it still was a good way to show what happened to some of these people. And you had these, these individuals that were all interwoven together where you got to see their downfall of getting addicted, trying to come off of it, trying to better themselves. I think they did a good combination of that. 
and dope sick. Whereas here, we have really had one guy who was primarily featured as being addicted. Like the dad. Yeah. And it's not that his storyline wasn't good, but I feel like it wasn't, I don't know, portrayed as well as dope sick did. I like the actor. I do like the actor. He's been in a lot of things. Yeah. And I do like, I felt bad for him. Mm -hmm. Like he got hurt at work and then they put him on all these medications Mm -hmm. and it's just his life spirals out of control. Yeah. But my whole thing is, I don't know. I feel like it just wasn't, I don't know, maybe focused on enough or I'm not sure they didn't do enough emphasis on how it affected everybody because we got to see him struggling and he obviously wasn't living at home with his wife. He had right. to leave they the were, house. They were separated. Um, but there was that whole bit with the stepson who stole his medications and he was like freaking out and couldn't find it. And then the stepson's just like, oh, I found it. And I feel like there wasn't enough follow up on that because he clearly had taken it. Clearly, you yes. Know? And I feel like where was the follow up on you shouldn't be on this. Can't you see how it's affecting him? Right. And how he was freaking out because he didn't have it. Right. And what about his friends? Like there was no consequences to him taking it and giving it to his friends. There was no one of them died from an overdose or almost died from over. Like it just was like, oh, he went recreationally and gave it to his friends and it's he shouldn't do that. But we didn't see any repercussions from it. Okay. So I feel like it was limited in showing the outcomes and the real people who got affected okay. now they did do the real family members at the beginning of each what did episode. you think about that i liked that i thought that was a good way to try and drive home what actually happened these are real people who had real family members who lost or maybe were i think i don't know if all of them died but they were at least affected by that no i think they all died that's it, why they were on there yeah so that was real and you could tell you know that that was important to them to try and say like hey this is a real thing that happened so i did like that but i feel like then i got lost in the episode lost in the shuffle yeah i feel like they didn't have a cohesive script in the beginning and then they just tried to make it fit mm-hmm. and they were like oh we'll just shoot it mm-hmm. and this i feel like this is what happens when you don't have a clear script yeah. and you try to go ahead and shoot a project when you don't do all your pre-production stuff Mm-hmm. This is the way it turns out. I'd love to know how it performed on their platform. Yeah, I'm not sure, but how many hours that people streamed it? Not like suits. People are streaming that for apparently like it's a big thing. Ten million times a month. Uh, the other thing too with Shannon, the drug rat. I mean, it's good to see the drug rat because we got to see that in Dope Sick, right? Mm-hmm. What happened? They were being told all these things that were not true and then they start to which really happened they start to figure out like hey like i'm reporting my patients are abusing the medication they're you know smashing it and snorting it and i'm hearing these stories and you know i'm hearing that they need higher doses that it's not lasting like it's supposed to and they were reporting it and you got to see that in both series okay but i do still feel like dope sick did a better job of just portraying the realization because like Shannon was kind of like more interested in just trying to get as much money as she could, which a lot of them were, don't get me wrong. And then it was just like, oh, they're all like doing the drug at a party and now she's upset about it. I'm just like, what? Like, I don't know. I feel like it wasn't 
well you mean written. All the, all the all the drug reps together. Yeah, they're they were all, all like, taking it like a party or whatever, and yeah. she jumped in the pool, and I don't know. And then she had her big realization. I wish there would have been more of a storyline to her coming to that conclusion versus, oh, there's a bunch of people around me who are abusing it. That seems pretty bad. Now I'm upset about this versus in Dope Sick where we got that whole build up, build up, build up when he slowly was just like, like, I, this is, this is not good. I should not be promoting this. I should not be doing this like a slower realization, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I don't know. So overall, what do you give this movie or this show? This is a show on Netflix. It is a show. I don't know. Wasn't it a three episode show? Was that like five? Maybe five. I don't. I don't know. Netflix always does weird shows now, like weird like episodes. Three. Maybe it's the five. You're right. Yeah. Five or six. Something like that. Yeah. But I don't know. What would you rate it? Overall, it would probably a C average. I mean, it's entertaining, but it didn't actually give the full backstory on things. It was more. Like, again, it wasn't cohesive. It mm-hmm. was jumbled up, hard to follow. Some mm-hmm. of it was under- entertaining. Um, the guy, the main dad, mm-hmm. when he got hurt, I felt bad for him. Mm-hmm. I felt bad for his journey. Yeah. And then what happens to him at the end, I don't want to spoil it in case you guys haven't seen it. Mm-hmm. But I did feel bad for him, his yeah. journey. Mm-hmm. That's the one character in there that I could connect with. Yeah. And I think they did a good job on him Mm -hmm. because I could tell like he was trying. He was trying to do this, that and the other. Mm -hmm. And then he was ended up hitting rock bottom. And then he had had to end up sleeping in a shop because his wife kicked him out. Mm -hmm. And it just I felt sorry for him. Yeah, I did, too. That really sucks. But I feel like when you're dealing with this kind of drug, that's what people go through mm-hmm. and that's the reality of it that it yep. takes away your life in the beginning it's all fine and dandy but it'll suck your life away it's very true yeah if you get addicted to it mm-hmm. yeah absolutely so how about you yeah i would say like a c c minus anything you would fix on it i mean basically everything i said i'd have a better storyline i would focus well, I wouldn't have the ghost thing in there at all. Yeah, neither would I. Literally would not include that. Like, it's fine to start the series with doing a little bit more of a history on the Sacklers and their rise and getting Purdue and all that. But I, then I, Arthur died. Like, he's gone. Okay. We don't need to see him wandering around as a ghost right. talking to Richard. Because I don't at any point in time think that Richard Sackler gave two shits about what Arthur thought. You know? Do you think the Sacklers sit down and watch this stuff? I doubt it. Like it, the narcissist in me would would do it. I mean, maybe. I mean, we don't know them, so maybe well, they there's do, been but... so much stuff produced about them mm-hmm. on Hulu and Netflix. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you be curious to be like, hmm, what are people saying? Maybe, maybe they do watch it. Who knows? I feel like I would just to say, well, that's not true. That's not true. That's just me, though. Yeah, they could. It's hard to say. So I do have another update in August of this year. So August 2023, the Supreme Court temporarily blocked a nationwide $6 billion settlement 
with Oxycontin maker Purdue Pharma and its owners, the Sackler family, that would shield members of the family from civil lawsuits over the effects of the opioids. So uh, the Supreme Court is uh, due to hear some arguments in December of this year. So we'll have to keep an eye on that. So the Supreme Court is protecting them from being civilly sued. They blocked a settlement with Oxycontin and the Sackler family that said the Sackler family can't be civilly sued. So the the Supreme Court was like, we're no, we're not going to approve the the settlement. Like, okay, because it I I think it, it was like in lower courts, obviously it was like, yeah, this is fine. And then it got pushed up to the Supreme Court and the Supreme Court was like, mm, no, which I agree because the Sacklers basically would take all their squirreled away money then go live their lives wherever they want and have no repercussions but from what do, they did. Do you honestly think there's going to be repercussions for people like them? I mean, with that much money, probably not realistically, but there should be a requirement of them to pay out their paid money. Okay. You know, $6 billion. That's not like a small amount of money. Right. Right. But we should make sure that they really are paying money and being forced to face what they did to help people who are now addicted and need, need the money for treatment programs and to save more lives. Okay. And $6 billion is one thing. It's a lot of money, but for the entire United States and all these people affected, they should yeah, they should be open to civil lawsuits because fuck them. Honestly, they're not. I doubt they even live in the United States anymore. Yes. When all this stuff started happening, I bet they got on their jet. They probably and left. did leave. Yeah, because now they're internationally. I'm just assuming. Here, I'm speculating, but it's going to be hard to to sue them. Mm-hmm. So true. I, honestly, I would take the six billion and say thank you, and then do what I could with it because mm-hmm. that's probably all you're going to get yeah realistically well we'll see what happens in december i guess with the supreme court i bet it'll get continued maybe you know the wheels of justice grind very slowly they sure do yeah so mm-hmm. all right anything else you want to add no i think we pretty much covered it so yeah if you haven't seen it you can check it out it's just another version of checking out the Sackler family and and what happened. But if you want to watch only one series, we would still recommend Dope Dope Sick. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, thank you guys for bearing with us on releasing the episodes. We've been super busy with conventions and everything. So we appreciate Mm -hmm. it. Yeah. Thanks a lot. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the painful truth of living with chronic pain with Robbie and Sammy. Make sure you like, follow, and subscribe to the Limitless Podcast Network's own channel, Instagram, and all things social media. And we'll see you all real soon.